In case you're brand new here, this is Hit the Mic with the Stacey Harris, and I am the Stacey Harris, lead strategist, trainer, and of course, CEO of Uncommonly More. This show is all about building a strategy that supports you when it comes to your digital marketing, getting the support of knowing what's happening right now in digital marketing and not what was happening five months ago or eight months ago or eight years ago, because guess what? It changes all the time, but that's okay. That's why you have me. So I'm really excited to get started with the show. I hope you're excited too. I say we stop with this silly intro stuff and we just get started. Are you in? Let's go. Welcome to episode 470. I want to talk about how email and content and social all fit together today because frequently we have conversations with clients or I get questions from folks about are my content and my email essentially the same thing? Or, you know, I know what I'm going to write on my blog or I know what I'm going to say on the podcast, but I don't know what to post on social. And what I want you to do as you move into 2020, as you move through Q1, is really testing how frequently you can use one to create the other. And so to do that and to help you get there, I want to talk a little bit about the process we work through as we build out strategies. And I want to look at what we do to create all of these things from one sort of production point. Well, we're only producing one piece of content original, and then we're repurposing into all the other pieces and really how these pieces fit together and why they support each other. So if you've ever been through like Backstage Live with me or have ever, ever built a strategy for you, you're already familiar with the fact that we always start with the destination in mind, meaning we're starting with what we ultimately want them to do, which for most people listening to the show, and it might be true for you too, that's to buy something or to book something. So we're looking with the end in sight. For our purposes today, let's say the end goal for me is them purchasing a program. By the way, this is just my example. It is in no way we're not selling a program right now. But (laughs) That's what we're going to use as our example because it's nice to have an example for the whole show. So let's say in the end, we're going to sell them a program. It could be a course. It could be, you know, like a coaching package, whatever. We're going to sell them a program, an offer. This program is XYZ content. So for some of you, it'll be a coaching package where your coaching is business coaching or life coaching or relationship stuff or art coaching. Ooh, is anybody who listens to this an art coach? If you are an art coach, send me a DM because I want to hire you. (laughs) Anyways, whatever the the sort of the service is, right? Or maybe it's a done or like a DIY program. Like we have in the past sold Facebook marketing trainings or strategy trainings, or we have clients who sell goal setting programs or things like that. So what would be the end result that we want to get them to buy. And what problem does that solve and who do you sell it to? So we're answering our questions here, right? That what are we selling? Who are we selling it to? And where are we selling it? We're selling a digital program to our ideal client. Like that answer should be more robust than my ideal client, right? And where we're specifically today, we're talking about the digital side of it. So through our podcast, on our social media channels and to our email list. So that would be the where we're selling it, right? So see how we answered those questions pretty quickly. 
So we start with that destination in mind and then we reverse engineer it. We actually go through and say, okay, so if they're going to buy this program, here is X problem that they are looking to solve. Okay. From there, what are the questions they have right before they purchase? And that's what we're going to focus to our email list. And then what questions do they have that we need to solve with the email? Like what are the questions right before they opt in for whatever we're going to have for our email? That's our content. And then right before that, it would be, well, what questions do they have before they go read the blog post? That's our social content. So we reverse engineered them through the path or the funnel if you want to talk about in really markety terms or whatever the roadway is, the journey, as it were, they have no idea who we are to they bought the thing. And that's how it all fits together because we want to use our content in whatever iteration it is, social, blog, video, podcast, whatever. So like content, content and email content to drive them through the decision-making process, proving to them at each and every stop that they're worth, that you are worth their continued attention, right? And helping them make the decision and helping them see the solution that the end product is. And that's how these pieces work together. So no, they're not all going to be straight duplicates, right? We're not going to just send a full text of our blog post to our email list and be like, cool, see ya. That's not what we're doing, but we do want a version of it. And so oftentimes we'll actually use bits of the content to format the email or we'll pull what we call pull quotes. Like, so pull quotes, that language is essentially if you think about like reading like a Cosmo magazine or I'm trying to think of other magazines, InStyle magazine or Sports Illustrated, when you read a feature or like the Washington Post does this, when you read a feature and there's all the little text and then there's like block text. That's a pull quote. So that was something from inside the article that was like an attention grabber. It was extra cool text, right? We want the same thing. Those pull text, instead of necessarily highlighting them in the formatted blog post, although you could 100% do that too. What we would want is we would actually want to drive the social follower to the content. So we can do that with podcasts, videos, blog post, whatever, but we're using these pull quotes. And so we're actually just creating the core piece of content. For example, I'm creating this podcast right now. Ready? See how it's happening live in front of you. From there, we'll get a transcript through Rev. We'll then take that transcript and put it on the website because some people prefer to read the show. I also like to make this accessible for people. Basically, no matter what, you can consume this, right? From there, we'll actually pull out key takeaways or super snazzy sayings, I say, or random semi-interesting thoughts, <laughs> however the low of the bar needs to be based on that episode. And we'll turn that into social messages, sort of describing and also leaving a little mystery, a little like enticement to come listen or read the core piece of content. We'll also pull out bigger sections of it and turn it into the email. Again, part schnazzy talk, part mystery and magic, <laughs> all driving somebody back to the core piece of content. And then we can follow up with emails. If we're in like a real launch period, we would obviously surround that with stronger sales messaging. There will be a call to action in your actual piece of content. And again, in your social, we're surrounding it with other more sales-driven messages to sort of the next steps after you listen to the content. 
And that's how these pieces are really working together. And that's why we're essentially talking about the same thing in all the places, but we're not necessarily talking about it the exact same way. We are, however, using the exact same language in many cases over and over again, because guess what, guys? That's called brand consistency. (laughs) Here's the thing you have to realize about this. You will feel like you just say the same thing over and over again. And a voice in your head will tell you that you are being boring, that you are being repetitive, that you are being annoying. None of these things are true. You are not boring. You are not annoying. You are not being repetitive. You're being consistent. You're being clear. And you're being actionable. All of those three things are how you be of service to your community. Because that's what gets people from A to B. Let's look at some really great corporate bands. Let's look at some really great corporate brands. Because guess what, guys? They 100% are doing a version of this. First of all, look at any commercial on television. You see them all over and over and over and over again. And never once does Tide think that it's being repetitive. They understand that multiple touch points are critical. (laughs) And they will just like full on indoctrinate you through sheer repetitiveness. So be a little more like Tide in that one thing only because I don't know anything else about Tide. Moving on, let's look at the social followings of some other brands. And I will link to these in the show notes, but I really recommend if you're not driving, if you have the ability to pull these up on Instagram and take a look. So I'm first going to look at Billboard Magazine. Billboard Magazine has a really great social presence. And what I like about Billboard Magazine is like you and many of the people who listen to this show, there's a focus on driving people to content. So ultimately, they're selling a subscription to their magazine, right? Like ultimately, they're selling, hey, consume this content and pay to consume this content. So it's really, really important that their social content drive you to their core content. And so if you look at their social content, you'll frequently see these pull quotes And so sometimes they're quotes from the person who they interviewed in the article. Sometimes they're stats or numbers about a feature. For example, they did a really great write-up on Pink last year. And I'll link to the specific social post in here. But they did a great write-up on Pink and some tour record numbers she hit. And there was a larger article in the magazine. But they had a version of it on their website And they had some conversations about it on social where they were actually like showing some of the numbers and then they featured an image from inside the article. And obviously you go down the rabbit hole until you subscribe. And so that's essentially what we're doing with our content, right? We're driving people from social based on, hey, this interesting thing is over here, driving them to the content saying, hey, if you want more like this, this is how you get it. So that could be opting into your email list, that could be joining a membership, that could be joining a program. For Billboard, obviously, it's subscribing. So either subscribing digitally or subscribing to their print and or both. I think they do have a package where you get both, but that's what it's all about. The other example I want to look at is Drunk Elephant. And Drunk Elephant takes more of a hybrid approach between education and user-generated content. So what I love about what Drunk Elephant does is Drunk Elephant every week does a Ask Our CEO 
kind of post, meaning you as a person who follows Drunk Elephant can go onto that post and leave a question. And guess what? Their CEO actually answers the questions. For example, I have eyelash extensions. I love my eyelash extensions. They have a cleanser that I was like, "Mm, is it going to destroy my eyelash extensions? By the way, it doesn't. They said it might though, but I'm just really cautious about how I use it. But that's a whole other episode, not at all relevant here. Anyways, (laughs) what I loved about it though, is I actually got an answer. It was, hey, yes, it includes such and such oils. I would always ask your esthetician about the specifics of whether this would be good or bad. So they pointed me to somebody who's going to be a little more of an expert based on sort of what I have on my face, but also acknowledged my question and moved me in the right direction to get an answer, even if she didn't feel comfortable saying, oh yeah, it'll be fine. So where can you be doing that kind of responsiveness, information? Where can you be moving people through that no like trust factor by just serving them. And guess what? These posts are surrounded by here's how you purchase our product. And some of the answers are, oh yeah, we love such and such and such and such project. Try that for this. And so it's generating sales because they're pointing them to their next step, but they're doing it in a way that's really of service. And that's how they're pulling together content and sales. I want you to look at Where can you shift your mind from isolating these pieces of your marketing, your content, so your podcast, your blog post, whatever, your email, your funnels, your automated sequences, your regular emails, whether that be weekly or biweekly or monthly or whatever, and your social media, whether that be stories or grid posts on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn articles or whatever the thing is, Pinterest pins, whatever the social content is, how can you start thinking about them in silos and start thinking of them as pieces that support each other as you move people through the journey of, I don't know who the heck you are to, oh my God, I only exclusively use XYZ. That's where we start to get clarity around what needs to be repurposed, what needs to be duplicated, and what needs to go, what isn't serving our ultimate goals. That's what I want you to look at as you move through this quarter. And some of that's going to be testing. Some of it's going to be what works, what doesn't work, what hits, what doesn't hit. I want to encourage you to move through more of your marketing with the playfulness of testing. I asked in my Instagram stories about who had a strategy for 2020. And then I asked if it was super detailed or if it was sort of like just general points. And my favorite answer, and I got a ton of DMs saying this, was both. It's a little bit of both. And that's ideal. That's what it should be. Because you want to have enough structure that you're feeling supported, that you know what's happening, but you also want to give yourself permission to change the plan. I'll be honest, I had a whole plan for 2020 and I burned down half of it on January 6th. Seriously, struck a match, burned it down. And I'll dig into that more at some future point. I'm still too in it to really share. But I was able to do that and move and have no real sort of backslide in my business because I had the structure already to burn down. I can't break rules that don't exist right? And so I have to make some rules, guidelines, so that I have some playground to play in. 
And that is where we start looking at how these pieces build that playground. And to build the playground, they have to work together. They have to be joined in some way. They cannot be siloed. And so I'm going to take you back to the beginning of this episode where I talked about we start with where are we ultimately going. And then we work backwards from there through email, through content, and through social on how and what do they need. So how do we get them there? What do they need? And to define that, how do we get them there? That's what I want you to look at, all right? If you want to go over this with someone, which can be hugely helpful, my calendar is open now for single spot, one-off, one-on-one calls. So no long-term commitment, no crazy, like, I'm going to build you a strategy, no group course, just you and me on a call for an hour, one time. After the call, I'll send you a recording, I'll send you some action items in, out. It's a great way to get some support in auditing or some feedback in your plan. You'd be amazed at what we can cover in an hour. It's crazy. If you want to look at it in a larger way, we can look at our half day or our full day VIP options. Also one-on-one, let me know. But a great place to start is that one hour call. So head on over to the show notes for this episode. Go check it out. If you have questions, again, let me know. And I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Thanks again for listening to the show. I love, love, love these episodes. The thing I love more, though, is getting to talk to people one-on-one directly. So if you're looking for some support, you're listening to this episode and you're going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what our next steps are. Let's have a conversation. Let's figure out what your next steps are. Inside of Uncommonly More, we do everything from training to coaching to consulting to, yes, even done for you services. So head on over to uncommonlymore.com, send a little contact form over and our team will get back at you and we will find a time to figure out what the next best step is for you. Also, if you love this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you shared it with a friend. I am on a mission to make this whole marketing thing a lot less sleazy for one, but also a lot less overwhelming and crazy. So I do that really with your help. So if there's somebody in your life who is maybe feeling frustrated or who this episode could have been helpful for, send them the episode and tell them to take a listen. They'll listen to you probably before they'll listen to me. Also, ratings and reviews, of course, over on Apple Podcasts are a huge help. So if you haven't before, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Only really if you like the show. Otherwise, just stop. You really shouldn't still be listening, right? All right, that's it for today. Once again, the Stacey Harris signing off. I will talk to you next week.